Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. Let's bring it inside a little bit here and talk about some safety stuff as well. And uh, some maybe some alternatives to make it a little bit safer for you. Now, one of the ones that always bugs me is we'll talk, you know, Christmas tree safety here in a little bit. But one of the ones that can be troublesome is putting a garland on that stair banister. It can look really cool. It can get in the way of safety. The last thing I want to do is to see grandma going upstairs to use the bathroom over the holidays, she grabs a hold of that, can't get her hand around that railing. And then all of a sudden, she's sliding, slipping, falling, and uh, we got a broken hip. So be very careful how you do it. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we got you coming. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we talk everything about your home every single week. Thanks for joining us. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Can't believe it's Thanksgiving weekend. Black Friday sales are going out there. Everybody's having a crazy good time out there. We are knee deep in the holiday season. And first, if you want to get hold of us here at the show, make sure you can head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Or if you're listening on the radio, you can always catch us on the podcast or any other social media channel out there just about. Just look for Around the House Show. Well, today I wanted to talk about getting ready for the holidays because so many people today are out there putting up those holiday lights, Christmas lights, whatever you're out there celebrating doesn't matter to me. As long as we're having a good time, that's what counts. So there's a lot of things when it comes down to putting up, we're just going to call them Christmas lights today because that's what they're most generally known as, not trying to offend anybody out there. And if not, well, we're talking Christmas lights. Here's the thing. One of the biggest problems I see and questions that I get this time of year is I've had the lights plugged in, they're plugged into the wall, and now I have no power. And there's no power coming to that switch. So here's the thing. Most of the time, and I say most of the time, that GFCI clicked off in your garage someplace or wherever it is on the exterior. So the first thing to do is see if the breaker's checked, and if it's not, okay. Then go around your house and start hitting those reset buttons on the GFCI. Now, one thing that I'll tell you, GFCIs are a wearable part. Sometimes if it's a cheap one, Five years, it's a good one. You can get 15 out of them. But many times by the 10-year mark, they trip really easily. And it's something to take a look at. Now, if it's a newer home, it could be an arc fault or something like that. And then, um, you know, take a look and see why it tripped. Do you have old lights? Did something get wet? Make sure that you kind of realize what happened there. So here's the thing. And this is, we're going to get into the safety first here of just on the Christmas lights itself, because I've had some horror stories out there that I want you to be careful with. One of the biggest ones that I've seen, running that extension cord under your garage door, maybe even through a window, garage window. Guys, I can tell you what, it's going to be a problem. I had a family friend, felt so bad about it, has his collector cars in the garage, 
he didn't unfortunately have insurance on these three cars and he had an extension cord going underneath the garage door. Didn't take too many times for that to cause a short in the garage door under the garage door, lit the whole house up. They lost half the house. He lost his car collection. Car collection was not insured, even damaged the cars in the driveway. All from the extension cord going under the garage door seal. So be really careful, guys. That's where you can run into some serious problems. So let's talk about cords a little bit here, too. Now, you need to get the right size cord. If you're using LED lights, it doesn't take much. But that doesn't mean you go out and use those white, you know, ungrounded lamp cords. Can I tell you how many times I saw people when I was in at the big box store this last weekend getting some Christmas lights clips for my house? Because, yeah, it was a sunny day and I put it up. I'm not going to put it up in the rain or snow. Here's the thing. Grabbing those and putting those outside, dude, that's going to get somebody hurt. Seriously. So do not use those white lamp cords that don't have the ground. Those are inside only. And quite frankly, I don't use them anymore in my house, period. You know, if you just got to extend a lamp out, it's one thing, but that is not meant for an exterior application by any means. That's how somebody gets hurt. So just make sure with that. Now, the right thing here is that when you're looking at these things, get the right length of exterior cord. And then one of the things that I do before I even get the lights up there is I have a way to switch that off and on. If you are in your house and you've done your remodeling projects, it's really easy to put up a timed you know, outlet up where you start your Christmas lights. I've done that in previous houses. It works really well. What do I do now? I didn't do it on this one because that actually carport where it starts out on my house is going to end up getting torn down. So I'm not going to go over and spend the time on that. But what do I do? I have one of those Lutron Smart Outdoor plugins. It's great. So it looks like a, a little, you know, eight inch plugin that goes right into my outlet. Christmas lights plug in the other side. And it is a smart switch, so it goes into my smart home stuff. So literally, I can have it turn on half hour before dusk, and it can turn off whenever I want to. It doesn't, I don't turn them, I keep them on all night, to be honest, because here's the thing. There's not much power getting drawn out of those things being LED. It's just not that big a deal to me. Now, if you want to have it shut off at midnight, you can sure do it. You can set it up so it shuts off every night. But for me, I can go dust to dawn and keep it though, so I have a little more light out there. Works out really well. And it's automatic, super easy. Set it up once and I could forget it. And that makes it really easy. So much better than those regular outdoor timers that you used to have where you had to set the little pins and stuff on them. Ah, no need for that anymore. No need to go old school. You can go with one of these smart home things. And even if it's the only smart thing in your house, trust me, it makes life so much easier. And then, you know, I've been trying some new tools out there. There is a new tool that you can get at the home center's. Uh, I saw this one at Home Depot, and I wanted to try it out. So it is a pole and a clip that says you don't have to get up on the ladder to hang your Christmas lights. And then, ah, 30 bucks. Let's give it a shot. I'm going to give it a C because that clip system that you see, it's a red pole. I'm not going to get into brand names because it's not a commercial for them. But you put the pole in, and it has a release lever. But the problem is, is that it's hard to do because you almost have to get up on the ladder to put the next clip on and to get it onto the thing. So it's not as easy. It's not as well thought out as I thought it would. It's good for gutters. If you're working on a eight foot ceiling there, you know, eight foot gutter off the ground, not a big deal. 
I'll tell you what, I would be struggling if I was trying to do my second story gutters. And a lot of my area, because I only have gutters on certain sides, only about half of my house has those gutters. And so it worked out pretty well across the front of my garage, but on the rest of the stuff, not a chance. Didn't work at all. Wrong type of clip. So there is no real foolproof system out there. That tool was cool. Don't get me wrong. Did not make it that much easier. By the time I got around messing with it, figured it out, I probably could have got up in the stepladder and knocked it out. So if you got a lot of gutters and um, you've got a you know a Christmas light that will hang down okay that you can put every three or four feet because you think about it when you hook that hook that clip up over the top, the next light you now have to kind of jingle around to get that thing snapped in there. Not as easy. So it's um, there's got to be a better system out there. That is not it, but something to think about. You know, and make sure too that. When you're doing these lights, and we're going to talk about this more, but this year I put in new Christmas lights because they had about four years on them. And for the price of lights out there at four years, I just kind of decided to change them out and do an upgrade because it's cheaper and they end up looking better. And that way they're always good. The people that run into more problems are the ones that sit there and uh, put them up and leave them up all year round. The only time you could be doing that is if you went and special ordered commercial lights that are meant for year exposure year after year. And they're still only going to last a handful of years because they're out there in the sun, the wind, the rain, whatever. So make sure that you don't keep those up. I've seen too many people out there that keep them up year after year. And if you didn't go out and spend a thousand bucks on those things and get the commercial ones, that could be a huge problem. I want to see you burn the house down. This is uh, the thing that we're not trying to do this year is to do that. So make sure that they're in good shape. And if they're not working great, Get rid of those old uh, incandescent ones. No need for those. They use so much more power, and they're just harder to maintain. When you can put up the LED ones, and they're just durable, and they go, and they use just a little power, because you can put a bunch more of those things together in line to put them together, and you have a lot less extension cords that way. All right, we come back. We'll have more of Around the House just as soon as we return. back to the Around the House show. Now, if you're catching us on the radio, make sure you follow the podcast because there is more information that we do in the middle of each week where we have some new updates and things like that. So you can catch that on any podcast player. We've been talking, getting ready for the holidays here now that we're after Thanksgiving and having a great time in the holiday season. I wanted to talk this segment about ladder safety because it's an important one. And there's some cool applications out there. Now, I really like using the right ladder for the job. What I mean by that is not standing on the place that says, do not step. I know I've done it myself. Guilty is charged, but it's something you got to be really careful with because I know people, heck, I had a buddy. I was over helping him in his, uh, his house, sitting there trimming some bushes. And uh, he's about 10 years older than me. I was helping out with him and his wife. And, and uh, he goes, hey, be careful on that ladder. I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, somebody already died on that thing, falling off of it. I'm like, why do you even have this in your house? pretty dark when you're standing on that same ladder. But here's the thing. A little ladder safety goes a long way. And if you've got that big extension ladder out, there's some easy answers that really make it easy. And it's awesome. There is an app for your phone, Ladder Safety. It's the NIOSH, N-I-O-S-H, Ladder Safety app. 
And here's what's cool that it gives you tips on the ladder. You can actually set your phone on the rung of the ladder and it's going to tell you if you have it at the right angle or not. Because nobody wants to be the $10,000 video falling off and landing in the bushes, the car, anywhere else, or getting yourself hurt or worse. So make sure that you follow those, you know, those rules to get the ladder put in the right place. And here's the thing. If you're going up and doing this year after year after year, and you've got some sketchy places to do it, there's kind of three ways that'll help you do that. One, well, that's the easy one. Hire somebody to come do it. Let them deal with it. Number two is I have gone over to my local tool rental place and rented one of the um, lifts. And I've actually lifted the lift up and put up there and rode the lift up and put them up. That was easy. Put some plywood down on the grass. Off I went. Little little challenging because I had a, I had a roof that I couldn't get up to very easily with the ladder without having to go up the back. And it was just a, a really goofy situation. So that's one. That's the other one, actually. And then the other way is just to go up there, and it could be a combination doing this, too. It's a pretty smart way to go is to sit there when you're getting that roof put on, or you can do it even after the fact. Put in some fall protection device hooks. Get those dialed in. Get that ready to go. Because here's the cool thing with that. If you go in there and put those safety hooks in, and they're pretty easy to get. You can buy them as one big kit. Put those in up there. You can use them all year round. If you have to go up and clean the roof off, clean the gutters, you can tie off. And guess what? It's going to keep you from falling off that roof. Or if you do, you're not going to go bounce and it's going to catch you and do the right stuff. So something to think about. Uh, it's something I'm going to do on mine one of these days because it's just easy. And uh, when I put the new roof on, it's going to be one of those things. I'm going to throw those up to those guys and say, while you're at it, put it in. And that way it's going to keep me safe when I'm up on that roof. Cause the last thing I need to do is get hurt. Then I can't be doing this show. So that's one of the things right there. Now, here's the other thing is when you're going up on that roof, and this is a, a rule that I follow, I always make sure somebody's around the house. You know, wife Julie's around here, neighbors over there working out in the yard. I do it so that way if I get, who knows, maybe the ladder falls off, right? If something stupid happened, wind blows the ladder over, something goofy happens, you have somebody to assist you. Or worse, if you get yourself in a bad situation or hurt, they can actually call the ambulance call 911 for you in case something bad happens. Now, there are some other cool little things out there when you're working on stuff. And I like this. Like my Apple Watch, for instance, it has a fall protection thing on it. So if I fall and it notices that shock of you impacting terrain, that will actually sit there and buzz and say, wow, we just noticed it looked like you fell. Are you okay? And it'll give you so many seconds to respond. If you don't, it calls your emergency contact. And that's another good way to do it. Again, stupid stuff happens. I've fallen off six-foot stepladders before. Shouldn't happen, but it happens. So just make sure that you're doing it correctly. And that's going to keep you safe. That's going to be one of those things you can do. And make sure out there that... It's that grass. It's having a good ladder and make sure that you're on up that ladder, that you're not overloading that ladder. If you have a cheapy ladder that's weighed, that's rated for 200 pounds, you're 300 pounds and you've got another 50 pounds of the stuff that you're taking up there. Be careful. That's where you can get yourself in trouble because all of a sudden you have exceeded that ladder capacity. So check the sticker on the side. And, uh, you know, those wood ladders and stuff, or even some of the fiberglass ones that have set out in the weather too long, they do have a lifespan. So they can sit there and get to the point where they're going to fail prematurely beyond their rating. 
that's why a lot of companies you see, I mean, I've got a really nice ladder here that um, I think it was Verizon or one of those guys. They, every couple, two or three years, they swapped their ladders out, put new ones in, get new safety stuff for them. I got one of them for free because my buddy worked for him at the time and he goes, hey, need a ladder? I'm like, yeah, I need a ladder. Beautiful commercial grade ladder, but uh, for them, instead of getting them recertified, it was just cheaper to get new ones. And uh, they would turn around and throw new ones up on their truck. And it was good for me because I got a great, super heavy duty ladder with all the cool accessories on it. And it was a great way to go. But other than that, I do not like to buy ladders off of used, off of other places. I know this one was in good shape because it was on my buddy's truck and I know he took care of it. But uh, good ladders are great. Some of those multi-use ladders can be amazing if you get a good one. And the secret is, is to make sure you got them adjusted correct and you've got them locked in and you're safe with that. And, uh, you know, the one thing I don't like about those is when you get up high and you're using it like an extension ladder would be, when you've got them straightened out stretched, they do get a little bouncy. And so as you're walking up, if you're not careful in how you walk, it's going to feel like it's uh, you're walking up a wet noodle up there and it's not as comfortable as a regular extension ladder. So just make sure you're good on that. It'll keep you safe, a lot safer, actually. So here's a couple of things, too, that I want to talk about with this. And it's going to come back to, we've talked about ladder safety here, and it's going to come down to cord safety as well. I want you to be really careful where these cords go because I can't tell you how many times, and I live in a more rainy climate than so, and if you're in the snow, it could be the same way. You don't want to have these things standing in water. So I want you to see, they make some really cool spikes that you could actually put down in the ground to keep those cords up off the ground. And that's the cool part about that is that will actually work out really well and it keeps it out of the water. So if you don't have a plug that's sitting there in a puddle of water, if you get that rain or that quick melting snow, it's going to be a safe way as well. So keep all those cords and lights off the grass or off the landscaping and it's going to help you there as well. And here's one thing to keep an eye on too. And uh, think about this. If you're in an area where we get a lot of snow and you get it snow where it's going to come off the roof, like on a metal roof or something like that, Maybe rethink about how you attach those to the gutters for your Christmas lights because those can easily get knocked off. I've seen uh, snow come down like that, and all of a sudden it slides off the roof, and guess what? It takes the the lights off with it or even the gutters because now it's got teeth sticking up, and if you put really good clips on, I've seen it loosen the gutters up, and that's a big hot mess. And then the other problem you run into, too, is some of the gutter covers make it very hard to use some of these clips with. So again, something to think about when you're out there doing this stuff. Those clips can be awesome. They can also be a pain in the butt, especially with those gutter covers and some of those rain guard kind of systems. All right, everybody, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what lights to look for when you're out there doing the Christmas lights. We'll do that just as soon as Bound the House returns. Welcome back to the Around the House show. Now, we've been talking holiday Christmas lights, getting that house all decorated and ready to go. Now, I wanted to talk on, give you guys actually a little bit of a secret here going on. I'm going to give you guys just an insider track. Coming up here 
in January and will start airing in February is going to be around the house television. So we're going to talk more about this in the future, but uh, you're going to see so much more information coming out. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to have a one-hour TV show each and every week. It'll air starting out here in Portland, Oregon, and it's going to be streaming. And we'll have all these different segments from new products. Don't worry, this show is not going anywhere. We're just going to have more content on the TV side. So it'll be a different show, and you'll be able to catch that every single week. And it's going to be different than any other home improvement show out there. So we're going to have all in one one hour episode. We're going to have home improvement topics, uh, DIY. We're going to have uh, where you, if you want to, can actually send a video in and uh, show me what you got. And we'll be able to answer those questions. So as soon as we get a little closer here, we will open that up first of the year. So you can maybe even next month here. Let's see what happens. We'll get that set up so you can sit there and submit those questions. And I'm going to answer them on the TV for you or video, you'll be able to watch it on YouTube as well. So we're going to create this huge library of tips for you, new products and a lot of stuff. So it's going to be really exciting. Well, let's get back to decorating here. And one little tip too, that's outside of the Christmas lights. And I want you to be very careful with not to use any nails or staples or things like that for putting the lights up, but also be careful with some finishes with tapes and adhesives. You know, putting something on a cabinet, putting something on a piece of furniture, put something on some paint someplace, it can do some damage. So be very careful what you're doing and where you're doing it. They do make clips for a lot of this stuff and just make sure that you're not kinking stuff or damaging that surface that you're working on. And that's something to be very, very careful with. Now, one of the other things too that I want you to be really careful with is is proper support for these because... Many times if you've got heavy stuff, I don't want to see you just, you know, hanging it from the wire. Make sure that you're using the clip part if it's heavy. So support it, hang it, do the right stuff with that. Because uh, if you, you know, it's still a light. If you sit there and pinch that light, that uh, wire, you can still damage it. So be very, very careful with it. And there's ways too, if you're worried about those plugins getting wet, you can sit there. I've seen people... Uh, get pretty creative with uh, putting in, you know, weatherproof containers and stuff. And you can buy some containers to put those those extensions in. So when they're sitting on the ground that you can keep things from getting too wet and having some kind of a short. So it's just one of those things to be very careful with. And by the way, guys, be very careful this time of year. I tell you what, more homes get burned down from people way overloading those plug extensions where you got like three into one or even worse, loading way too much stuff up on a power strip. So I've seen some people burn their house down because they were using an old power strip or didn't use, you know, but they put just too much into it, especially space heaters, things like that. Oh my gosh. Space heaters and power strips are how you burn the house down every single time. I've seen way too many people do it. And I just want you to be really careful with that. Now, one of the other things that I see out there, too, is uh, it's harder to uh, overload those lights, but, you know, read the directions on, see what you can do with those to make sure you don't overload them. Now, one of the things, too, is I want you to be careful with is be careful what you're decorating. Moving parts, stringing up things. Be very careful. I don't want to see stuff. If you're getting out there really crazy with stuff, you know, National Lampoon's Vacation. I know people that have done the Christmas vacation homes. And this is where you really got to be careful because I have seen people have to bring in 
a separate 200-amp service so they could do their Christmas lights. And, uh, again, they did that so they didn't overpower or overload their electrical system. LEDs, it's a lot harder, but still, if you're putting millions of lights up, that's one of those things that get pretty careful. Just crazy. So just be careful with it. I know people in my neighborhood here, there's somebody about a mile away from my house that literally you could probably see this dang place from space because it's that crazy. I'm not going to do that to my neighbors, even though I've kind of done some stuff in the past. Not that crazy, but be very careful. And then here's the other thing. I see some people out there decorating their vehicles for Christmas and the holidays. You know, and I think it's adorable. It's one thing if you're doing a holiday parade, right? That's one thing. And many cars and trucks now have that 110 outlet you can plug into, and it's not that big a deal. But it's also not meant for something to be driving on the road with. And all it takes is that one police officer that says, hey, you're not allowed to have a red or blue light on the side of the front of your car. No need getting pulled over for having the wrong color lights on your car. And they can get you on that. So be very, very careful with what you're doing there. And I mean, it's one thing for a parade, but if you're out cruising around and you got literally have Christmas lights bouncing around, it can be a problem. So just make sure you're doing good. And then the other part is too, make sure you're not scratching up the paint and the finishes on it. A lot of the chrome pieces on cars today is plastic that's got some chrome over it and the grill and stuff. You could do hundreds to thousands of dollars of damage if you're not careful. So be very careful. So make sure that you've got things protected and you're not damaging stuff. And then, of course, with that, you have to keep everything dry so you don't have a serious problem because uh, heavy heavy rain in the car, you could have some problems there. We don't want to see you shorten things out in the car, kicking off that outlet and causing other problems as you're running around. Now, I know we're bouncing around a little bit here, and uh, this is one thing that just came to mind as we're sitting here talking. Also be careful with pets. If you have a brand new puppy or a dog that's a couple years old, sometimes those Christmas lights on the tree can be a chew hazard where they come up and want to chew, bite, teeth, whatever. Be very, very careful with that. And maybe, like children, you need to keep those lights up off it. So maybe that pre-decorated tree isn't the best. And you're right. I have a tree that I'm going to get rid of this year because of a puppy over the last couple of years that's been sitting out there. We got a new tree sitting in a box here. And uh, I love my natural trees. However, comma, when you have people in your family that are allergic to those trees, you are limited on what you can do. But just be very careful with that. Make sure that you've got children, pets, all those kind of things. This is where accidents happen. And we don't need to see your favorite pet or your child getting hurt from that. So this is one of those really cool things. And I don't want to see anybody getting shocked out there because that can end up being a big deal. Now, one of the other tips that I do when we're doing lights like this, and maybe this is something you do, or, or it's just a thing that I do is as I'm putting the lights out, I go out there and I plug them in first. I test them. I make sure I inspect every single light strand as I'm going, because those things I can take a look at and I want to make sure that I don't have anything that maybe a tore coming down or something got damaged or there's a light loose or broken or missing, you know, um, burned out bulbs usually means it's damaged with LEDs. It's not like something's going to be burned out usually with an LED. It usually means it got damaged. And so that's the time that if I don't have an extra one of those, guess what? That's when those things get tossed because it's just time to let them go. And, uh, it was funny when I was in, uh, 
Uh, I think I was in Home Depot buying lights the other day. They wanted me to buy the, for like $4, the extended warranty on the lights. And I'm like, not a chance. I'm just going to throw these things away in a few years when they look worn anyway. I'm not going to go through the whole return process. It's just not worth it for me. And uh, by the time I think they're ready, they're probably not returnable because they're going to sit there and say that they're good anyway. So just be careful on that stuff. But again, make sure those extension cords are good. Make sure that you've got things plugged in and make sure that they're in good condition because I want to fix them when they're on the ground, not when they're up. And then when I'm putting them up, it's maybe not the safest, but I always put them up when they're when the power's on. So if I do damage something, especially with LEDs, that I know I'm going to be good and I don't have to hurt you know, if I damage one of those, I know where I damaged it versus you get it all up there. You get down, you plug it in. It's like Christmas vacation. You're like, I have no idea what just happened because something's broken. So be very careful. And again, I didn't do my Christmas lights the week before because it was too windy out there. It was way too windy. I wasn't getting on that roof for the 25 mile an hour wind because the last thing I want to do is become a sale. All right. Around the house, we'll be back to wrap up this segment just as soon as Around the House returns. show now we've been talking decorating for christmas let's bring it inside a little bit here talk about some safety stuff as well and uh some maybe some alternatives to make it a little bit safer for you now one of the ones that always bugs me is we'll talk you know christmas tree safety here in a little bit but one of the ones that can be troublesome is putting the garland on that stair banister it can look really cool it can get in the way of safety the last thing I want to do is to see grandma going upstairs to use the bathroom over the holidays. She grabs a hold of that, can't get her hand around that railing. And then all of a sudden she's sliding, slipping, falling, and uh, we got a broken hip. So be very careful how you do it. I don't like to really wrap it around the top of what the handrail would be. I'd much rather attach it kind of on the bottom of that and go on the outside of it. So it looks really good that way. But just be very careful. That old school way of doing it was great, but it can also get in the way of safety. So just be careful. I don't want to see somebody's elderly relative get hurt because that can be a totally huge issue just from doing that, especially then if you've got, you know, lighting up there and you're grabbing lights on the way down. You know, that's that's where multiple problems can happen. So we just want to be very careful with any of that lighted stuff like that. Attach it carefully you know, with some clips or some uh, wire, do not, um, do not use staples. Do not use any of that other stuff and just be very careful. Sometimes zip ties can do it where you're not hurting the wood or the garland and that stuff, but that's one way to do it. Be very careful with that. Now, the other one that gets really, it gets really troublesome that you need to be careful with is uh, really think about what you're putting over that fireplace mantle. You know, if you got the stockings hung up there and it's Christmas, Make sure if you're lighting that fire that you're pulling them down because you don't want to have anything flammable within, you know, 12 or 18 inches of that firebox. And if that is hanging down, you could have a fire there, let alone if you're putting across the top of that, maybe some, uh, if it's a wood burning fireplace, if you've got uh, real garland up there or you've got something made out of pine trees, 
that can be a big problem as well. So nothing flammable over there. And just watch the heat with that because that can be something there as well. I don't want to see anybody get their house on fire because of that. And the same thing goes for your Christmas lights on that Christmas tree. Make sure that they're in good shape. If you've got a natural tree, I always want to have a fire extinguisher close, you know, by the exits of the room there. We've talked about that in previous episodes. Make sure you got that. As well as the Christmas tree itself, making sure that you come in. I just saw last week somebody cruising around the tree on top and it was way too warm. And I'm like, man, that is going to be a fire hazard. If you're going to put your your tree up in November, be very careful. Because by the time Christmas comes, even the healthiest, freshest tree, it's pretty dry by that time of year. And the last thing I want to do is see some kind of a little short or some kind of a problem. Keep it away from the heat ducts. Keep it away from the fireplace. Make sure that stuff, if you got to block off the heat duct, block it off. But just realize it's going to change how that room heats by doing that. And again, just make sure we've got that stuff dialed in. That's a big deal when it comes to that. So I want to make sure that we've got that in a safe and happy place for it because this is supposed to be a great time of year, not one that you're firing that insurance claim with. Now, there's a bunch of us out there, including me in the past, I've done this, where you go out and get the inflatables, the, uh, you know, the, the reindeer, the nativity scene or whatever. And the problem that we're having in some metropolitan areas is those things get stolen. They show up in somebody else's yard or anything else. One way I've done that's made that a lot harder to do is I have gone through in the past and gotten some nice metal cable with a lock. Green, if you can find it, black works too. And you can tie all those things together where you run it through it so it's hard to run off with it. And then I attach them all together. You just make sure it's in the back so you don't see it. And then run it around a a post. Maybe it's a front porch post. Maybe it's a tree. Because tell you what, some kid coming up there and going to steal it, being the porch pirate, running up to do it, grabbing it. If that's connected to the other ones, they're not hauling 10 of those things off easily without making a heck of a commotion. And they'll probably as they go run it off, when that thing catches on the tree or the fence post or whatever, it's going to grab their attention because it's probably going to drop them because they got their arms around it. So make sure you got a video camera on that too. That could be worth 10,000 bucks on America's Funniest Home Video. Now let's talk about some security tips here as well, as well as the porch pirate thing. Now I have, you've heard the ads here in the podcast. I use Deep Setting on my house, so I get notified every time a package shows up. And I also get, uh, I have a guard looking at that in case somebody comes up to do it. So porch pirates at my house aren't an issue, but uh, make sure there's, there's a couple different options for you. Like for instance, if you've got a Chamberlain garage door opener, one of the new smart ones over the last few years, the cool thing you can do with that is you can set it up where Amazon can actually open up via their app and, and through another app to, they can open the garage door and slide packages underneath it, which is really cool. They can slide them underneath there. And then uh, that's kept inside. I've seen people come up with different boxes. I saw a guy that kind of developed something cool. It was up on his porch. He put a mirror in, so it took a a picture of the siding on the side. So it was like at a 45-degree angle. So when you went by, it made the box disappear. It looked like it was underneath a, uh, a little table thing. And actually, it wasn't a table. It was just a mirror that was grabbing the wall next to it. But it looked like it was just a table that was actually a box. You could put the package in there. So that worked out really well. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. 
And if you want to have fun, there are a lot of different police departments out there that are doing tests. I just got one here that uh, if they, they're trying to do some bait things for people that are out there being porch pirates. So check with your local police department. If you want to have some fun and you got a ring doorbell camera or one of those, you could put one of those bait packages out there. And uh, that can be interesting because if somebody comes to grab that because it's sitting out in your porch, then uh, it could be kind of interesting. You could be catching somebody that's out there stealing from your neighborhood, and that's always a good thing. And then uh, security-wise, a couple things. We've talked about this in the past, but I want to make sure we touch on it again in this last segment. Make sure that you got those lights on late so when you come home for maybe that Christmas party or anything else that you're in the door safe. Make sure that you have all the bushes trimmed back. I don't like to see places where somebody can hide by your house. And always the, the, the best lit house where it's less safe for people to show up, that's a key right there because they will go down to the house. It's not well lit, um, especially if there's some traffic on the street. People poking around look like people poking around, and that's where that gets to be an issue. So I just want you to be careful and make sure you got that dialed in. There's a lot of great security systems out there, and it always seems like people are getting thefts around the holidays. But, you know, it's it's on average typically that it's not like more during this time of year. But the fun part is, is that uh, we get those crazy people out there that are trying to raise a little bit more money for the holidays, or it's cold, or they're you know they're they're using more heat, and uh, you know there's a lot of people out there that are that are ripping people off. So make sure that uh, you're not one of them. And by doing that, you can have some lights, fences. Make sure that you've got a good door. Lock your doors, and you're going to be much better off on that. Now this weekend here as well, I talked about in our midweek special. One other thing I wanted to touch on here before we go out to break at the end of the segment, there are a ton of Black Friday deals going this weekend. And whether or not you're looking at um, whether or not you're looking at appliances or you're looking at power tools, those deals are to be had. If you're thinking about your dishwasher is barely going, guess what? That's a great place to go get those new Black Friday deals because uh, dishwashers, power tools, I mean, uh, Home Depot is blowing out some big kits over there, the Ryobi, uh, whether it's uh, outdoor power equipment or tool sets. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of special buys out there you're seeing that are really cool because, I, I quite I, quite frankly, this is the time to get those special buys out there. And uh, if you need another set of mechanics tool set as well, there's always a really good set. This is a great gift for people. That Husky 270-piece mechanics tool set, it's got all the quarter and three-eighths ratchets. I tell you what, those are the deals out there because you can get a set of that, a nice tool set for 100 bucks, and it's a sweetheart deal, as well as in-stock appliances because I tell you what, there is a ton of that out there. So make sure you grab the right stuff, and there's also uh, everything from security lights to uh, ladders. This is that time of year when you can get all those special little buys. And um, you usually see these companies, too, that are starting to blow out the Christmas stuff at this time as well. So make sure you take a look out there. But a uh, lot of cool stuff out there that it's uh, that time of year where these, uh, once they're out, they're out. So make sure you're out there doing it. Uh, I think even Home Depot's got a uh, buy, get two free select power tools when you buy one kind of thing. So there's a lot of great deals out there for five, 600 bucks. You can load yourself up with some power tools. Same thing goes for um, our DeWalt fans out there as well. There's a lot of great deals out there, especially storage stuff. So keep your eye out on the tools, guys. There's a lot of great deals out there for you to be had. 
as well as a lot of tchotchkes that you typically don't see in the home centers. They've got them all dialed in there. All right, everybody, we got a great show ahead. Don't go anywhere. Around the House will be right back. Make sure you catch the next show. Thanks for listening to Around the House. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.